0: Sunday. Prayer. Psalm 33. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all their host by the breath of his mouth. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. Truly, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His steadfast love, to deliver their soul from death, and to keep them alive and firmly. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you.
1: Reading the Word First Reading Deuteronomy Chapter 4 Moses said to the Israelites, Ask now about former ages, long before your own, ever since the day that God created human beings on the earth. Ask from one end of heaven to the other. Has anything so great as this ever happened, or has its like ever been heard of? Has any people ever heard of the voice of a God speaking out of a fire, as you have heard and lived? Or has any God ever attempted to go and take a nation for himself from the midst of another nation? by trials, by signs and wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by terrifying displays of power, as the Lord your God did for you in Egypt, before your very eyes. So acknowledge today and take to heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath, there is no other. Keep his statutes and his commandments, which I am commanding you today for your own well-being and that of your descendants after you, so that you may long remain in the land that the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Second reading. Romans chapter 8 For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him.
0: Gospel, Matthew chapter 28 Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, to the end of the age.
1: Hearing the Word, the Divine Presence On the Feast of the Holy Trinity, the readings focus on the theme of God's enduring presence with His people. At the heart of the doctrine of the Holy Trinity is the mystery of three persons Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, who are distinct and yet one. Today's readings reveal that these three persons exist in a unique communion which affects the believers in most profound ways. The first reading from the book of Deuteronomy underscores God's historical and liberating presence with the people of Israel. Moses addresses the people who have just completed a long journey through the desert and are about to enter their inheritance, the promised land. As a part of his instruction on how to live in this land, Moses spells out God's magnificent deeds shown in the election of Israel to be God's special people. God drew the people to himself, inviting them to have a close and unique relationship with himself. Israel needs to respond to God present in its midst with a deep and exclusive commitment. For them, there is no other God to highlight their privileged position. Moses asks a series of questions which require a resounding no answer. These questions are meant to highlight that there has never been a people as privileged as the Israelites who enjoy special status in all of God's creation. Moses reminds the nation that maintaining its relationship with God is absolutely necessary for life and survival. They must focus their existence on God and live by His law in order to live securely and prosperously in the land they are about to inherit. The right way to respond to God's magnificent deeds and His presence is to live by the law. This law was given with the clear purpose of ensuring the continuing possession of the land and of bringing God's lasting blessing. Israel is thus urged to remain keenly aware of God's presence and cherish it by obeying the divine laws and commandments. The second reading from the letter to the Romans highlights the presence of the Holy Spirit among the believers. The text which forms the first part of chapter 8, focuses on the theme of life in the spirit. The Greek term pneuma, translated as spirit, literally means wind or breath. For Paul, who was an Israelite, the spirit meant the powerful breath of God blown into the believers to give them a new life. Paul. Highlights here the positive transformation that he and other Christians have experienced. Through the indwelling of the Spirit, they become the children of God. When the Spirit filled, believers turn to God in prayer. They bear a sure testimony to their unique relationship with God. This relationship Is described as adoption and becoming the heirs of God. The result is the ability to call out to God as Abba, Father. This phrase reflects a close filial relationship with the Heavenly Father, who is not distant but rather abides in them. In the end, Paul reminds the believers that the life in the Spirit is rooted in the cross of Christ. Their identity as God's children includes participation in Christ's sufferings, but this suffering does not lead to death but to glorification, sharing in God's eternal life. In this short passage, Paul provides Trinitarian foundations for the believer's identity. The Christian filled with the Spirit can relate to the Father in a filial way and participates in Christ's suffering, all leading to profound union with the Trinity. Today's Gospel text focuses on the evangelistic presence of Jesus Christ with his missionary disciples. The reading draws our attention to one of the best-known Trinitarian texts in the New Testament, where Jesus sends his disciples to all nations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit often known as the Great Commission. This text narrates Jesus only appearance to the eleven disciples in Matthew's Gospel. The emphasis falls on the parting words of Jesus, which include a word of revelation, a word of command, and a word of promise. The word of revelation reveals that all authority in heaven and on earth is given to Jesus. He is the glorified Lord over all creation. The word of command sends the disciples to make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Trinity and teaching them all that he taught. The word of promise assures the disciples of Jesus' enduring presence with them as they carry out their evangelizing task. This last word takes us back to the beginning of the Gospel, where Jesus was introduced as the Emmanuel, that is, God with us, Matthew chapter 1. The reason Lord does not leave his disciples but is present with them always. Through Jesus, God remains with the Church, empowering her to be faithful in her mission of proclaiming and witnessing to God's salvation. The command to baptize in the name of the Trinity reminds the readers of Matthew's Gospel of Jesus' own Trinitarian moment which occurred at the beginning of his public life. At his baptism, the Spirit descended upon Jesus, and the voice of the Father affirmed that, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Matthew chapter 3 All this was an affirmation of God's abiding presence and the Spirit's work that would accompany Jesus in his ministry. Those who would believe and be baptized by the disciples in the name of the true in God would enter and participate in the life of the Holy Trinity. They would be drawn into a similar divine human communion which Jesus enjoyed during his life on earth. The readings of the Holy Trinity Sunday do not discuss the inner life, Of the Trinity. Rather, they present how the three persons of the Trinity manifest their inner relationship outwardly. The first reading presents the acts of God by which He drew the people of Israel into a relationship with Himself and gave them the gift of the law as means to enjoy lasting prosperity and blessedness. God acted with benevolence and out of his free will, manifesting himself as the loving protector. The second reading shows how the three divine persons relate to the believer to animate and empower their life of faith. Finally, Matthew's Gospel assures that those who turn to Jesus in faith will be drawn into the very life of the Trinity and have the divine life in themselves. The words of the Psalmist, who discerns the divine presence in every facet of his life, confirms God's enduring presence, stating Truly the eyes of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love.
0: Listening to the word of God The theme of the divine presence in our lives invites a deeper reflection on whether we pay sufficient attention and due recognition to the gift of others' presence in our lives. For the start, as Christians, we are called to continually live in God's presence. Many Christians over the ages have been practicing the prayer of the heart. This practice consists in continuing repetition of a simple phrase, such as, Jesus, Lord, have mercy on me. Or, Lord, you are my God, in you I trust. This phrase can be whispered or repeated silently in the heart. With time, it becomes like a song, continually resounding in the heart and mind. The purpose of this practice is to keep a person mindful of God at all times. It also ensures that a person continually feels God's presence. There are other forms of prayer, such as the Rosary or the Chaplet of the Divine Mercy, which have similar effect. Like the Israelites, were reminded to keep God's great deeds always in mind, so Christians are called to live mindful of God's presence. In our world crowded with so many voices and diversions, maintaining the awareness of God is no easy task. But with an effort, it can be achieved with great benefit for our spiritual life. A part of our African heritage is the emphasis on acknowledging the presence of another person through extensive greetings. In many non-African countries, people greet each other only with a passing gesture, which means little. However, as Africans, we usually stop and engage in a conversation which includes greetings and inquire about the well-being of the person and the family. Such practice is very valuable because it reflects our awareness of another person. It demonstrates that we value that person's presence and are genuinely interested in them. When you look at this practice from the Christian point of view, we could say that by minding another person, even those with different beliefs, we acknowledge their dignity as a child of God. If we truly consider a fellow Christian as a person in whom the Holy Spirit dwells, we must certainly reflect that belief by respecting that great dignity which comes from the divine presence. Adversely, when we disregard and commit acts which diminish someone else's dignity, we are also showing our disregard for God's presence. It is a truly valuable practice to approach other people with that kind of respect that they deserve as God's children. As people of faith, we must look at another person as someone in whom God dwells. This is also a person for whom Jesus offered himself on the cross. The awareness that our fellow pilgrims on earth carry God within them can greatly help us to behave and treat others in a truly humane and Christian manner. The relationship that exists within the Holy Trinity is expressed through acts which greatly benefit others. Since we ourselves are gifted in so many ways by the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our acknowledgement of their presence within us will also mean making their presence felt by others. As Christians, our vocation is to make ourselves channels of that love which binds the three persons of the Holy Trinity and make that love binding in our human relationships as well.
1: I Because you are. Action. Self-examination. Am I aware of God's presence in my life? In what ways do I feel and experience His presence? How do I manifest my appreciation and recognition of the presence? of those who are closest to me in my family or community. Response to God This week, I will practice the prayer of the heart. That means, I will choose a simple phrase from the scriptures and repeat it continuously in my heart whenever possible. Response to Your World In the course of this week, I will make one single person feel that I am grateful for his or her presence in my life. As a group, we will have a session where each member will share an experience of becoming keenly and concretely aware of God's presence in his or her life. O Holy Trinity, I believe that you are present in my life. I give you thanks for your love. O Father, I give you thanks for the gift of salvation, Lord Jesus. I give you thanks, Holy Spirit, for guiding me and giving me strength in my journey of life. I pray that that I may be ever more away of your presence and find ways ways to open myself to be joyfully filled with it. Amen.